Ciao guys, ciao ragazzi, it's the Milan Guys podcast, episode 23, the second one of the return in 2020. We're excited, guys, ciao ragazzi. We're excited to be back again. Hey guys, what's up? And it's, uh, up? it's a podcast after another win, which is good. Um, so, there's four of us here today. We have a couple people already live in. Thanks for watching, guys. We really appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. We have it. We're everywhere. iHeartRadio. Um, so let's just, you know what? Let's just, we'll get right into it. Um, At first, Mil- dive in. Yeah. Milan 2, Roma 0 at the San Siro on Sunday. <clears throat> Honestly, I'll put, my, I'll put my opinion first and we'll kind of go around the table. Uh, pretty sure we can all agree really boring first half like kind of the like you can you can almost tell that both teams didn't really have any rhythm at all there was no rhythm in their in their match in the match at all and you know you can tell that these that a lot of these players are not uh are not very fit right now either you, i can i can vividly see that um but obviously in the second half uh after pioli made a couple substitutions he brought on salamakers for castillejo and he brought on Lucas Paqueta for Bonaventura. I think that almost changed. I think that changed the game. I, th- I think that changed Milan's dynamic, and we were able to find more space uh, in between that Roma defense. Uh, I'm actually surprised that we were able to find a goal that had that had a zero-zero draw written all over it. I'm going to be honest. Um, but you know, in the second half, Milan enjoyed more of the chance. Like we had, we had more of the ball. Uh, we had more chances. Paqueta had a chance. Uh, Hakan had a chance. Hakan should have scored in the first half as well. Tail putting across. All he had to do was head it down. Um, and yeah, so the second half was much better than the first. And you know, Pioli's team is playing is playing good football right now. Has to be said. Um, so we'll go with uh, TMG Mike. We'll start with him first. Kind of go around the table. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Milan two Romadero? I mean, you summed it up pretty well. Like, obviously, the first half was quite boring, and definitely Chalanolo should have scored that. But it did really look like a 0-0 tie written all over it. And then I think, this, like you said, the best second half definitely changed with Pioli subs. Bonaventura wasn't having that great of a game. It was just straight long ball FC to Rebic, and that really wasn't working. And I'm not the biggest fan of Paqueta, but he came in and did a, did a pretty good job. It's because he didn't, like, overdo himself and try to be all fancy, which is, I think, why he did really good. And also, Salah Makers was a good um, insertion. I didn't really get it at the beginning because Castillejo was really, really good. But I understand he's also on a yellow. Plus, you know, we're going to be playing every three days, basically. So, we got to keep these subs up. So, it was good. And I really think that was a tipping point of the game. So, shout out to Pioli for those subs because that game had 0-0 written all over it. But I also think, not discrediting us in what way or Pioli, whatever, but I think Roma were also aided us in that win as well by taking off Jacko for no reason whatsoever. And also Clyver, two guys who, even though Jacko didn't, he was in Romagnoli's pocket all game, you know, it's still Jacko, right? He's a threat. But Clyver was really making, uh, he was making, really making it hard for us. So when I saw those guys come off, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Was and then obviously, you know, the man, the myth, the legend, Kalinic comes on, you know, you're just doomed at that point. I mean, when Kalinic came on, uh, I, I got a little bit nervous, going to be honest. It has to be said. I thought, I thought. Imagine this freaking goof comes in and scores the winner against. It'd be the most Milan thing ever, yeah. Oh, for sure, it'd be laughing in our face. Um, yeah. So, hey, hey, I'm just kidding. Um, 
Yeah, honestly, like I think Pioli, Pioli did a great. Again, I, I, I've honestly, in my opinion, we can talk about this after later in the show. But Pioli's done a pretty good job since coming in to like, rescue the team. Was it uh, in November? I believe he came in October, November, November. November <clears throat> yeah, excuse me, November it was. Um, and I think it was November. It might have been October. <laughs> I'm not even sure anymore. It feels, uh, like, it feels like a lifetime ago. It feels like a lifetime ago, especially with COVID and everything. October um, 2019. Yeah, October. Okay. So, so yeah, I think Pioli's done – honestly, like, like obviously Milan, you know, the quality isn't always there. But I feel like this season we can't really say that we play – we shithouse or anything like that. I think we play pretty good football. It's just we've always had an issue of scoring goals and finishing and everything. It's it always, and you guys probably agree. Milan always looks good until we get near the area, and then you get into the box, and then no one knows what to do anymore. That's it. And because of freestyle, exactly. Um, so yeah, does anybody else have any? Other, I mean, it's I mean, it wasn't uh, it wasn't that much of an eventful match against Roma, but anybody does anybody else have anything to add about that match? Yeah, I have to say, you guys make great points. Uh, I have to say, Pioli did, I think, win the game with those subs, Salas Marker and Paquita coming in, because first half, we were just very slow. Like you said, Mike, Rebic with those long balls, he's not the type to hold it up. And just going forward, we had no plan at all, and it was just awful. And uh, I think Pioli made those right changes. Salas Marker was great, and it just has to... It just shows you, in a way, how against Lecce, we were great with Castelleo, Chanologo. But against big teams like Roma, we struggle, and that's the problem. And it shows that, all right, you got Chanelobo who can perform well, Castelleo can perform well against teams like Lecce, because they're Lecce, of course. But that's the problem when we face teams like Juventus, Lazio, Atalanta, Roma, Napoli. All right, those guys do not perform to that level, and that's the problem. But uh, overall, I think Kessie Benesser were great in the middle during the game. Uh, yeah. I think had the past two games they showed really uh good partnership and uh i have to say ramagnoli and simon Kier, great partnership too as well those guys really hold up the defense uh simon Kier, i think with the amount he cost i believe like three million we have the option to buy him i think he's worth it i'm not he's even sure if it's an option it should be we should we should have bought him already i will yeah i'm allowed to do it right away because his experience no, but for three million, like he speaks, he speaks the language too. Like he speaks Italian. Like he he's played here before. Like I think his he played for Roma. Um, I believe yeah, for Roma, Atalanta, Palermo. Yeah, exactly. So, like he speaks the language. He knows the game. He knows Serie A. He, he's strong. He's he doesn't really make too many mistakes, and that's what we're looking for out of the defender, right? Especially as a partner for Romagnoli, who has been looking for a, a solid partner since he's since he's arrived here realistically right so yeah I, I think that I think that Kier is a very good defender and um I feel like not redeeming him would be an awful move it's already said that we're gonna redeem Salamakers so what uh, I'm hearing I, is that Simon Kier and Salas Markers for a total of seven million so with those, buying those two guys for a total of seven million I think that's a great deal to do it well like they're low risk purchases right low risk because you know they're, they're not even if you redeem them right it's not like, it's not like they're on 200,000 euro a week they're not yeah exactly but, but the thing is also with like the amortized value in contracts say for example you sign them and give them each two three year contracts 
what are they worth each every single year? They're worth 1.5 million, 2 million. So like it's nothing. All you got to do is make one sale and you make your profit on those guys. No, exactly. And, and then I don't know. So I guess we'll, you know what, well, let's move on from Roma. And then we'll, we'll get to Mercato. Then we'll talk about the fixtures upcoming after. I like that. Um, so it's been, it, it was said that, yeah, yesterday, uh, Calabria's agent, uh, Lucci, uh, I think it's, I think it's Lucci, right? Uh, Lucci. Yeah, he was at Casa Milan for a couple hours because apparently there's a lot of offers for uh, Davide Calabria. And Bologna, Bologna, <laughs> Bologna apparently is their, is their, uh, the biggest suitor for him. Which and honestly, that launched them. I can, I can see, I can see Calabria going to a team like Bologna. I feel like that'd be a good fit. Yeah. Uh, I just I, I don't think Calabria is an awful player, but I think he's more of a player for a team like Bologna, uh, like Bologna, like a Sassuolo, like a Torino, something like that. Who like you know they have some quality, but they're not looking to make the Champions League, right? They're just kind of making them maybe squeaking to the Europa League spot if they have a good season, but to stay in the top half of the table, that, that's their goal, right? So, and again, it's it, we've talked about this last podcast too, but it'd be. It'd be plus Valenza, right? Whatever we sell him for is plus Valenza because we didn't pay anything for him. He grew up in our youth system, so yeah. and Milan need a little bit of that after those uh, the reports of the the loss they the just had. Yeah, well, Grazie Gazidis. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hey, no, he eh, he's uh, a lot of people may look at him as like an evil person that's like not doing anything good for the team. But hey, like if games were being played and tickets were being sold. It would have only been the losses. Uh, they predicted around like sixty, like four million euros. It's not that bad. And hey, that's le- almost less a hundred from last yeah. year. Well, he like, came in to do one job, and he's doing it well. Well, like I, you might, you might uh, look at like the economics more than I do, but like someone like a Juve, what are they? Are they losing every year too? Are they? No, but, no, no but they're not because they're selling the shit players to the They selling guys. I shouldn't use Juve because they're freaking financial doping all the time. Yeah. You, you just saw, like, you just saw two examples in the last twelve hours of financial doping. Absolutely. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's talk about that. Tell me how Barcelona. Tell me how they say okay. We're gonna give away our twenty-three-year-old Artur, who's great, low blocks, and is a promising player who can who can get better. Let's do that for Pjanic, who's basically like seventy-five percent finished. Let's let's mm-hmm. do that and for ten million. Are we serious? Come on, like, and then Atalanta, who play better football than Juve, probably deserve way more than Juve do this season. Um, yeah. They're they're buying some shit wanker who no one. I'm, I don't even think Juve fans have heard of this guy before yesterday. I, I think, if I read correctly, he made one senior appearance, and it was, like, for less than 15 minutes. It was yesterday. Yeah, he made it yesterday, or two oh, days ago. It was the last match that he did it? Yeah. Okay, think about this. He never played a game, and then, they, oh, there's rumors I was going to buy him, and he comes on for 13 minutes. Tell me that's not a coincidence. But come on, man. Like, I hate them so much. Oh my god, there's such it's such a cheat, man. And you talk to Juventini, it's like, oh yeah, we don't. There's, there's no uh, financial doping. Are you crazy? Remember when we were selling Luca Tadli? Um, Thirteen? No, uh, yeah, fifteen minutes. Simone Muratore. Yeah, yeah, he played fifteen minutes against Lecce. Lecce. Yeah, it was. I only heard of I only hey. heard of him because of the report. Yes, yeah, hey, he came in. He came in and he made Juve score those extra two goals. Might be well worth the seven million. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you could have put us in there. We would have done the same thing. 
You know, I, uh, we, we did it the week before. If you put me in there with some Kodiak boots or something, I could do the same thing. Just <laughs> around with some winter boots on, just a couple touches. Um, no, but like I don't know if you remember when we, when we sold Locatelli, it was like a struggle to get whatever it was with Sassuolo, like a loan with an option. Yeah, well, Prestito yeah. con diritto di riscatto, yeah, yeah a loan with option to buy at 13.5 and no, yeah, yeah no buyback yeah. option because Locatelli for some reason didn't want that. He wants to carve out his new career in Sassuolo. Yeah, exactly. He had, he had too much pride in himself. Yeah, so, but he, he's actually developed into a nice player on his look at that league. He's uh, like, shit. But he's yeah, I still think he's okay, like just, an average player, but he's going to be like another Cutrone, another Calabria, who they're just going to leave and they're going to be average players. Unless, listen, they can prove me wrong, but... You can see yeah. it. Juan is not the same. Locatelli's he's gotten a bit better, but he's at that. But he, he wouldn't level. start. That's the thing. You gotta look at it this way. You gotta say of all the youth that we sold, which one would start for the team? Donnarumma is the only guy. Um, the only, and he's on the team. Wait, yeah. hold on. are you talking about the youth that we've been that, that have been sold already? Um, yeah, let's just uh, say uh, yeah, the youth that's I, been I mean, sold, the young I, players that have been sold in the last like. Drone, eh? He would not start. Yeah, no, he there, was, start. there was no way. The only no player way. that would start is uh, Donnarumma. That's the only guy. And but we, yeah, the thing is, yeah, he's gonna be on our team for the next 10, 15 years. So we there's no hope. We hope. No, we hope. So Rinovo, Rinovo, Rinovo. No, no, Rinovo. Uh, did you hear what Pioli said uh, in his pre in his yeah, pre match? I thought he said that he he doesn't he doesn't see that he doesn't see Donnarumma like being away from Milan. No, is not what he said. I mean, we well, said that about said four years ago too. Now. Saying he's uh, the best goalie in the world, and yeah. now like you know, Donnarumma can yeah, be Maldini the best in the line. Maldini said that, right? Yeah, Maldini. Wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait. What did what did Pioli say? I, I didn't really, I didn't listen to. It. I just kind of saw like a uh, an article. I thought he said that he. I thought it was positive, wasn't it? I thought he said that he was uh, that he doesn't see like, Donnarumma away from Milan. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, that's what I want to say. He doesn't yeah, see Donnarumma away from Milan. Honestly, I, I don't. I think Donnarumma loves Milan. I think he knows that. Think about it. Milan, he's been there for so long. Like He might not want to leave. He's a superstar. He gets paid well. He's paid handsomely. Like, is there anything really to complain about? Yeah, I understand the success hasn't been there. But realistically, he's Milanista now. Like, he's not – where's he going to go? He's never going to play for Juve. I guarantee it. He'll never go to Juve. I, no. after, after I saw him flip off the Juve fans a couple of years ago on Jay Stadium, when we got screwed with a nice seven-minute penalty, the phantom handball. After I saw him kick the badge in front of their fans, he's not yeah. leaving. He's not that leaving. That's the best moment ever I've seen from Donnarumma. That, like, that's glued in my mind. mind. I wanted to flash my TV when that happened. Sorry, which phantom handball? Because it's been about 20 in the oh last my God. Three years. <laughs> Sorry. No, Mike, it was the one. Remember? Uh, no, I know, I know. I'm just taking a Yeah. Remember the Shilio? We had a great one. It was one-one draw. Okay, take the point. The his arm, his arm is by his side, not even in the air, not even in the air. His arm is by his side, and they, and they call it. And then I remember, I remember, like I think Andrea Poli was gonna go kill the referee. He was trying to kill him, and Montella was like super oh, sub energy. Andrea Poli, energy. hey oh. man, I remember. I loved Poli so much. I got his jersey, man. Like that was oh, big banner. Yeah, I remember oh, when we man. bought him from Sampdoria, it was like, the, the, it was uh, con proprietà. Or it was like, yeah, like they bought 50% of him at the time for 3.5 yeah, million euros. Oh, my God. what a, oh, It was amazing. What a bargain. 
Isn't it hilarious? Isn't it hilarious? He scored the, scored the first goal of the season that year when Milan lost 2-1 to Verona when yeah, Luca Verona. scored two beautiful headers on us, yeah. if I recall correctly. Yeah, I remember, I remember that game. Oh. I remember that the first game of the season, Andrea Poli scored. I think it was a Balotelli assist. I'm like, oh, my God, Poli. What a player. And then oh was it, it was Luca Toni, right? Luca Toni scored two. Yeah, he scored Luka one Luka right Luka before Luka. half, and then uh, he scored Luka one like the 60-something minute. Luca say per me. Numero uno. I think it was his last game against Juve where uh, he scored those goals and then uh, they ended up beating Juventus. Yeah. That was what amazing. Was, wasn't Luca Toni, wasn't he the Capo Caroniere that year? Yeah, he, I think he was. He was. Yeah, he was, he was the Capo, I think. I think he had like 22 goals. That's 38 years old. Yeah, um, I yeah. He, he did well. Like yeah, he, he did well in his Renaissance years. He's a good I, player. I actually um, want to read that statement that Pioli said about Donnarumma. Yeah, read it, read it. Um, he's determined and very attached to Milan. I think he will make the best decision decision for himself. I don't see him far from Milan. I, have, I haven't talked to him about the future. We are focused on the season, he concluded. So, you know, I think Pioli loves Donnarumma. He's speaking very highly about him. But uh, I'm sure Donnarumma will renew. It's just the question mark. And everyone just always questions when this comes into play. Is, uh, because that you know his agent anything can happen because he's demanding a buyout clause which yeah a low one apparently rumors are having the rumors are stating around like 50 60 million euros which that's, like, that's so low chelsea chelsea redeemed kepas at what 87 88 i know i think it was around 75 or something yeah gigi was like 10 times better than kepa like no crap. Like, come on, guys! No cap. Like, we're, no, we're none of us are. We would like, be in City C with when we say Donnarumma <laughs> yeah. is a top five keeper in the world. Right? I think so. Of course, he. Is. If you look at his shot stopping ability, there's not many better than him. I think it's amazing. the amount of saves, the amount of games. The oh. amount of, dude, he kept us in the Champions League uh, in the Champions League yeah. race last season. Yeah, like, we would have been relegated. So yeah. many times, though. Man, he won Juve Scudetto too when he saved Milik's shot in like the 94th. Oh, minute. I know, I know, he did. That was a, that was an amazing save. I, I amazing, mean, but with terrible consequences. Yeah, but we needed the point too, though. For our we race. did, we did for the Europa we League. We needed the point. It's because we played got because we, we were we were we were Gattuso ball. Freaking yeah. knew how to play. Okay. Like, hey, as as soon as Donnarumma came in for Abiati, there was a huge oh, difference. Diego Lopez. Diego Lopez. Oh, Diego Lopez. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Diego, Diego Lopez. Diego Lopez. Yeah. I still remember Galdiani brought him in for free, gave him uh, three, two million euro. He did well. Then the Parma game happened. Yeah, oh. Oh. it was the, the own goal, and then he got hurt. What is his back heel? What a beauty. Uh, I'll never yeah. forget the Parma game. Wait, is it the next game against Sassuolo, that's when Mihailovic threw him in, threw the yeah, room in yeah, right away. In there. I think we won. I think we won. They won 2 1. Yeah, 2 1. Yeah. Uh, think Pardon? Sorry? Piano header, wasn't it? Uh, I'm trying to think. I, no, I don't know. I don't recall. But I recalled Sassuolo's goal. It was like a free kick from the close right nice hand goal. side. It was a nice and goal. And Benadi curled it. Uh, yeah, it was a nice goal. Like, I don't think Roma could do anything about it. Um, no, it was not. Roma is a staple with me. Like, if, if he leaves. We're back at square one. You know, it, it it has to be said that I remember two years ago, <clears throat> TMG Mike, you 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 remember that? I remember two years ago when we did that we did that podcast while Milan announced that he wasn't going to renew his contract and everything. Oh yeah. 
and I was bad, bad memories. I was, I'll be honest, I was uh, very hateful towards Donnarumma during that time. Oh, oh, we all, we all were. Yeah. It took it took a while to kind of forgive him and understand. Yeah. I think now it's where everyone's back to where we were before. Yeah. Oh my God! Do yeah, you guys like remember it. that banner in this in the City A game? Yeah, uh, well, we did all this, and we signed your parasite brother as well. Yeah, your parasite brother. Yeah, that was bad. That was and then, Ant- then Antonio comes in and keeps a clean sheet against Dean hey, in the Copa hey. Semis. I think Antonio Donnarumma's played two games, and he needs two clean sheets, I believe. Two clean he, sheets in two games. Two games, two clean sheets. But, man, he's no living the dream. Lives in Milan. Apparently, that guy was really good on the youth team. Like, he he what, came back Yeah, Antonio Donnarumma was apparently one of Milan's, like, brightest pupils. Back in the day. Yeah. Cause he's like thirty. He's like thirty. He's yeah. Like, so I don't know what happened to him. He's living the dream, man. He's a third. He's a third choice keeper, and he makes probably like you know, fifty fifty thousand a week at least. He's and living the Tommaso Berni life, but he actually Tommaso Berni. He has two two red cards in seven years or five <laughs> years in play. Six years, zero games in six years, two yeah. red cards in twenty twenty. Yeah. Gotta love it. So, so I guess we'll talk about like, okay, we talked about it last week with Mercato a bit, but you know, now a week later. The only like I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I'm kind of sick. I don't even look. I'm sick and tired of hearing these stupid names just over and over. It's, again. it's the same and, ones. And it's the same ones. It's, it's different papers saying different things. Like the Correa de la Sport saying one thing, media said saying the other thing, uh, and you got Di Marzio saying nothing because he's the easy interista, and you got freaking. No, because he also sold his soul to the BPL. Yeah, he did. He's kind of a yeah. He's kind of a dick. Like, what the yeah. hell? Come on. Like, like, why? Like, who? Why does he care about the the Premier League? I think Milan Twitter bullied him. You think yeah. so? Oh, oh yeah. Remember the summer, or was it with the Inter jersey? With the Inter flag? Yeah, with the Inter jersey. With because he because all he did was talk about Inter. He just talked about Inter. Yeah, but no, we have some the Milan reporters. So what's it? Antonio Vitiello. He's very good. Very yeah, well. He's the. He's the Si toca con mano. toca con mano. That's hilarious. That's a good yeah. team. Even, even Vito's good, too. Vito Angela, yeah. Milan has two good ones right there. We do, but the problem is that they're, they're not really saying too, too much right now. It's all the other papers talking. Yeah. But I'd rather them say nothing and only mean it when there's something there than rather yeah, just bullshit obviously. every day. Yeah. Right, you're right. But also, but like, and also, I don't want to hear the same bullshit about Ragnick every single day. Like poor P. Imagine Pioli opening oh the newspaper in the morning since and- since when February. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Like imagine, imagine like how can you be focused? Like he's a he's a very he's so professional Pioli. The Pioli, way he- yeah. Pioli is your uh, is your average Italian gentleman that goes to work, rolls up his sleeve, does whatever has to be done. I think he's a good coach. I feel like we he's play. A, he's a I really coach. hope if, if we do get Ranik and Pirelli lose, I really wish him the best and hope he goes to a good team because honestly, he deserves yeah. it. Honestly, I feel like he can go. Honestly, if okay, so say he does leave, whatever. I feel like he can go to a team like um, like a Torino. Five. No, like yeah, a Torino. I, like a like a Torino. Like a if Dzerbi leaves, like a Sassuolo. Not even. Uh, I think top five. I say like just in just to yeah. say, Musa ends up leaving or, or even like like if if Yakini gets fired from Fiorentina, he goes back to Fiorentina. Maybe like I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. I'm not sure how good of a a new owner, new project, new ambition. Fiorentina that could work well. See, the thing is, like, I already see Pioli as like doing so well with such a distraught and like dis- 
yeah. <laughs> okay, quick. yeah. I, I didn't want I didn't want to say it, but yeah. Like I think like he can like he can convince big teams to sign him too. Like well, I think I think if the if the Fonseca project doesn't work in Rome, like well, I think they'll be true. looking I think they'll be looking at thing. Right. Well, I think Fonseca is actually a pretty good coach, to be honest with you. No, obviously he's good, but it's all it's it all depends. Like all coaches have their expiry dates on them. Well, I mean, you, every sport a coach is hired to be fired, exactly. right? Exactly. So, like, if a coach um, can't bring you success, look at Pioli. Pioli brought success is such a terrible tool. Well, I mean, like you got to think too. Like in the start of 2020, we beat. We had like what? We won four games in a row. Four games in a row. Yeah, we it were unbeaten for like four or five games. You know what I'm pissed off at personally is the. Um, the the game right before uh, COVID shut it down, we lost two one against Genoa. That was yeah. bad. We absolutely dominated, and they had no business winning that game. Oh, that was we lost one. That was bad. And hey, just to say, we won that game. We, we would have been tied with points with Napoli. And I wish we had those right points. there. I wish we had those three points. That's the problem. But oh, we would have been nipping at Roma's ankles. Yeah, so we're right there with Roma. But obviously, I think the top four is kind of confirmed now. I don't think Atalanta's going to slip up. Oh, no, know. they look they look perfect. They. I, I don't think Atalanta's going to slip up. I mean, Inter Inter got like super lucky. Machine. Inter got super lucky against Parma. Um, they they had oh, no. That, oh yes, it was too though. They had no business winning that game at all. Um, yeah. I don't know, but, what, but you never want to see Inter do well, like you know, Inter. No, you're, you're right, but we actually, yeah, we did need Parma. We need Parma to lose, yeah. I said it last week. I'll say it every podcast. I want to make the Europa League. We have to get into a European spot because you have those extra ten games. Exactly, and when you least. when you're trying to get a player, you say, "Listen, we made the Europa League. We're on our way back, and our next goal is the Champions League." If you say, "Yeah, we actually finished outside of both. We're just going to make a jump five places next season," they're going to say, "No, you're not. It's part <laughs> of the project, right?" So, and again, and remember, with Napoli winning the Coppa, they get the automatic Europa League spot. So the seventh place team gets the Europa League spot, which we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, we're we're fighting with Hellas Verona, Cagliari, Parma. Parma. You know what? If Roma slips up a bit, like if we can win some games, and we'll get into this in basically now, I guess. So you look at the table. You know, there's, there's ten uh, ten games left. There's ten games. This is a maximum of thirty points available. Um, I mean, I look at Milan's schedule. I'm looking at it right now. the back to back to back games. Right now, tomorrow we got Spal. Honestly, it's a winnable game. I'm not, with all due respect to Spal, it's a no. winnable game. No, it's not a winnable game. It's, it is a must win game. Yeah. It's a must win. Right. There, there are no excuses. I just hate playing on the road. I hate playing out. Well, there's no but well, but there's no such thing easy. as road advantage now. I know. There's, home, there's no home. There's no fans. Yeah. Uh, so, like okay. that, that's why I'm happy we still have games against like Lazio and Napoli yeah. still to play. Because, and, like, and on we, paper, we play like, you again, too. Yeah, but like that's when like the San Siro should have been filled with eighty thousand fans. You're right, but I mean, you bet doesn't matter. We can we can have the best game of our lives. The referee will make sure. Yeah, exactly. But we can yeah, have Valeri officiate. Um, yeah, yeah. have Valeri. They have Valeri or freaking Rizzoli. I think Rizzoli's gonna come back at a at a far retirement. It's coach that's gonna ref the match. Um, See, like so, what are the next four matches? They got so Spal. They got Spal tomorrow. Saturday, we got Lazio at the Olimpico. Uh, then Tuesday, Juve at San Siro. And then the Sunday, we have Napoli at the San Paolo. 
I think those four. Oh, okay. Then let's talk about also the fifth game against Parma on Parma, Wednesday, July fifteenth. I think Wednesday is huge. It doesn't I think those deal. next five games define the team that Milan, the the team that Milan is. Yeah, for sure. Because if you can get okay, obviously we'd be stupid if we're gonna say like, okay, we have to beat Lazio, Juve, Napoli. We're not gonna win all three. No, yeah, we'd be lying to ourselves if we say Milan are gonna collect fifteen. No, uh, 15, we're not. fifteen points. However, a realistic, a realistic. Uh, uh, objective would be. I honestly say a realistic objective nine, that we must reach is nine points. Nine points. Nine points. And, I think that happening, but I think the main thing is beating Spal and Parma. Yeah. That's yeah. Sure. If you lose, yeah, you're right. Parma's big because Parma's is at the six point game, right? Six point game us in Parma. Um, it, you know, we we're fighting with them, so that's the biggest game, and even Napoli too, because you want to stay close with them. Um, so basically, um, you know, you look at the Spa, Lazio, Juve, Napoli, Parma, five games, you know, you want 15 points, but obviously if we can go three and two, nine points, that's good. That means we're going to be in the top six. I think we can go three and two. Like, yeah, obviously I would accept a loss to Lazio and Juve because of who the teams are. I would accept a loss to them, but you know what? I feel like we can give Juve a run for their money at San Siro. I do not. They don't play good football at all. They're not good. Well, guys, you yeah. saw what happened the first game that we came back, Coppa Italia. We performed well with ten men. So Zlatan coming back, they you know the team's going to change like, around. Can you imagine at full strength? Yes, like and what? we have just better physicality right now with you know being so many games in already. So I think Milan actually have a really good chance about you know beating Juve. Uh, July seventh, Lazio. It's going to be difficult, but I listen. I say we can still do it. Hey, last year they should have beaten Lazio. Should have beaten Lazio last year, and then that Juan Manuel Correa stupid goal went in the ninety fourth minute. That was so unlucky. That was so unlucky. Actually, I was so angry when that happened because that was like the. the and that was like our biggest of. Of like B teams playing, yeah. That it, was, everybody was everybody was hurt. Everybody was hurt, suspended, right? That was a back line of like Simic, Zapata, Calabria. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't even think Ricardo Rodriguez was playing at the time. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't playing. He wasn't. He honestly, it, it's weird. So, okay, yeah, obviously, it'd be yeah. Like if you lose a lot to on you, that's not a big deal. But you have to beat Spal now because like you kind of expect it, but you're also not yeah. hoping for it. Well, if you're anticipating it. The problem is Napoli is a tough match to San Paolo, especially because they're actually playing with a lot of confidence. Right and they now. have a coach. They have they a know coach that knows how to play good defensive football. Yeah, he knows us well. Gattuso, so it's going to be difficult. I think out of all those games, I would say Lazio and Napoli will be the toughest. That's what I'm. I, I honestly think Napoli is going to be the toughest of the five. I think so too. In my opinion. I, I think, think it helps Lazio, already having played Juve, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, I, yeah, like we kind of know we, we played Juve three times. Juve, like the last times we played, Conti has always pocketed Ronaldo. Dybala, it's literally been Dybala having like little chances, just off like the smallest of mistakes, like of a great game, and that's the only way Juve ever has the edge. I mean, Other than that, I don't it's know like you watched the match, but Juve were getting outplayed by Lecce. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, but yeah. but then see when Juve want to score, 
they scored no, two but goals. No, but it was Letra got the red card. When Letra got the red card, yeah. they didn't change. But in the thirty minutes before the red card, Letra was had the chat. They had the. It was yeah. It was it was a it was a good little game. And, and yeah, but you saw we did Letra. I don't think Letra even had many scoring chances. I don't think they had any scoring chances against us. So like, you look at that. You were very very beatable. No, um, Letra had Letra had the. The, the two oh, really nice scoring chances at the end of the first half against us, no? Oh, where Lapadula should have scored. That one was kind of like it was. Uh, it bounced. It, it hit. I think it was Benasser's head, and then it put. You know what I mean? It, it hit. I think Benasser. Uh, he he uh, he uh, misjudged the header, and it hit his head, and then put Lapadula on the break. You know what I mean? So like. Yes. Our, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? We weren't in trouble against Lecce in the slightest. No. Never worked. Um, so I have a question for you guys. So now Pioli said it's up to Zlatan to decide whenever he's ready to play. So you yeah, he's kind of soft, playing, to be honest. Bit soft. You think he's playing Wednesday or he's going to play Saturday? He's soft. He's not going to play either. You don't think he's either? Really? Busy. He's too busy tweeting about how he's gone and his children. He's not even playing. <laughs> no, no. You got, it all, you got it all wrong, bro. I'm sorry. What do you mean? Why am I going to waste myself – in a lecture game, when I know you got like you guys, the team should be capable. Of that. No, that that's it his is, mentality. Like that makes I'm sense. Not, I'm, not, I'm not rushing. I'm not rushing. I'm not rushing back to get injured right away. And when I know I have three important games between Lazio, Juve, and Napoli to play, I'd rather have be fully properly healthy to play the big teams where you need like the Zlatan effect. Like okay, Roma on paper, yeah, you wouldn't need him against Roma, but you know, thankfully we pulled that out. Like against Spal tomorrow, he like. If we want to be a good team again, you shouldn't have to rely on a 38-year-old Zlatan. Okay, but we don't, have a, we don't have another Prima Punta. That's the issue. Right? It doesn't matter. We should still play enough to get the ball good enough to Rebic or Leal, whoever comes in, and create chances. We shouldn't sure, have okay. to rely on Zlatan to build. So. Yeah, I agree with that. But, however, you can't just throw you can't just throw Zlatan on Saturday against Lazio. Okay, okay, you haven't played in six months here. He has to play against Sub him on against, against Paul, like in the 60th okay, minute. And what? Not called up, then he's soft. If he's not called up, because I mean, it also could be chilly too. No, I know Bill. He's fine. I think with, I agree with Mike. I think he's going to come in either uh, Wednesday second half, maybe 60, 70th minute if he gets called up for the game. Or worst case scenario, he's going to just play Saturday against Lazio because, like Mike said, those are the big games: Lazio, Juventus, and Napoli. Because yeah. Lazio, I think no matter what you throw that guy in the game, that guy's making. He's always going to be a difference maker. Always. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't matter if he hasn't played in a while. He, he's one of those rare guys where, like, he doesn't need a few games to get his, like, in-game, you know, legs under him. Like, he's just one of those guys you just throw him in and he works. He's just – he's really it's rare true, like that. True, how many times he not played, has he not played for six months almost? Uh, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He's one of those guys where it doesn't affect him. I, I guess. Like, but he already I mean, has that mindset. Yeah, like, but, yeah, like, has yeah Mike, but to throw him in in – Four games in twelve days when he hasn't. You know what I mean? He has to have a warm up. There has to be some sort of warm up. And then I think like would be a spell. No, he should I, play yeah. at least fifty minutes. Yeah, no, that's what, no, I totally like. Uh, I like agree. Like I see both your points, but I think like uh, against Spal, he's gonna have the exact same like little thirty minute appearance like he did with Sampdoria. Like he when should. they tried to, so I, he should. I, he I, has. But, but then I'll again, I don't think this is just his decision. I think this is like upper management coaching decision. I think they see like harder games ahead that for competition, and they're like, "Yeah, why? Why should we waste your like what you can give out now when we like have the resources to handle 
handle the opportunities that we're facing and or the tasks we're facing. Like, let's save you against the good matches. Yeah, because plus he's 38 years old. He's exactly. not that type of player, you know, to play two days after, you know, Saturday again to play a full I'm game. Just worried that, I'm just worried that. I'm just worried that because he has so many games in such a little time, like a little time period. We play, we play Saturday, then Tuesday, then Sunday, then uh, was it Wednesday? Then Wednesday. So yeah. think about that. There's four games in less than two weeks, realistically, and you're just gonna be like, okay, it's last time. These are important games. Go play. And I mean, he got hurt. I don't. I, I mean, it wasn't good that he got. It actually kind of scares me that he got hurt during COVID when they weren't even doing like hard training. I don't think because they weren't even touching each other yet. Um, I'm not. That's kind of worried me. Well, I remember when he got hurt. The first thing was that people said that his career was done. Like he he tore his ACL. That's what they said. Um, yeah, it's also Italian media being the way. Oh, I know, no, no, but even like, even like a cat, like all these like football accounts were saying, like, yeah, like Zlatan's done, whatever. And then like they did tests, and it was a calf strain. Yeah, so but that's like because lions recover different than humans. So whatever. <laughs> I love Ibra. He's my favorite players of all time. One of my favorite players of all time. But just you, if I'm, if this is last stint of his career with Milan, come play, come back. Come I don't don't play. We'll see him play. Don't worry. I don't want to yeah. wait. We've already played, you know, three games with the Coppa Italia, and he hasn't come. If he's not called, can okay, put it this way: if he's called up tomorrow, and he obviously uh, he's not going to start. If he doesn't come on tomorrow, I'll be mad. But if he's not called up, I'll be very mad if he's not called up. Because if you're training every day, you're definitely fit enough to be called up on the bench. What are you doing? You're sitting there. Why can't you be called up? If you if you're training every day and tweeting out that you're God with his children, why can't you come on the bench? It's true. I know you, I love you. I love you. I have his jersey in 2011. I love him. But I want to see him play. We're paying him a lot of money. A lot of money to pay. Oh, I also think it gives responsibility that he's not there to other guys like Leal and Rebic. Like, yeah, listen, if you want to really earn your spot on your team and make this make, make your strikes known on this team, to show us why we don't need Ebro next year. Show us that we can rely on you instead. It gives him a sense of responsibility. On this team, there hasn't been a sense of responsibility. Everyone just kind of plays individual. If I'm like lay out a rubbish, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm going to show why we don't need Ebro on this team because they can rely on a younger version of me. They don't need him anymore next year going forward. Like, that's the way I almost, it's like a blessing in disguise. Like, show us, like, show us why we don't need him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, obviously, at the end of the day, Ebro's more, the most talented. Don't get it twisted. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it also these guys are all super competitive and cocky guys, right? Like, you know, like, hey, you give them a little bit of a challenge, they're gonna run with it. So honestly, it's healthy competition. You're right, but I just Rebic and Leao are both not prima puntas, you know, they're not no, of course high. not. So it's tough to play. And then if we get don't get results, we're gonna look for example, and I know you guys will agree, I know it will happen. If we lose tomorrow two one, we couldn't score a goal, you're gonna say fuck. Ibra should, if we would have had Ibra, we would have won that game. And you're going to say, wait, why didn't he play? Because a game like Spal is more important than a game against Juve. I'm telling you, it is. Oh, I agree. Oh, I agree. yeah. That's a must win. Never, you, you lose. You lose. Like last year, we didn't make the Champions League because we tied Parma 1-1, Bruno Alves. That, it wasn't because we lost to Juve twice. It was because we tied Parma. It's yeah, it's also because Piontek couldn't score a goal in like three months. Well, like, it was also because Inter got like black magic luck in the last match day as well. I'm pleading score, but that's another conversation for another day. Yeah. Um, but but what I'm trying to say is that a game like a games like Spal and Parma, those are more important than us beating Lazio because Lazio are far away from us in the table. Them beating us means nothing to me. 
Like, obviously, I want the points and to be extra, but you have to win the games you're supposed to win. That, that That's what I say to my friends who like teams in other leagues. You have to win the games that you're supposed to win, and the other games are extra. The games, uh, the games Those are the games actually that make the actual difference. What? Which one? The, no, the games that you have to win. Like, if you don't collect yeah. all three points against teams like that, then you yeah. look back at the end of the season, like we just did right now, and think back, like, oh, my God, that tie with Varma. Like, those yeah. are two points that exactly. we needed. Or like that zero zero tie with Fiorentina last year in this, or like twenty eighteen December, yeah, and which was crucial as well. You think, yeah. oh my god, how did we not collect all three points there against a terrible team? Yeah, well, exactly. the, let me say, Romagnoli touched the ball, but like incidents like those that we should. That was, have that was bullshit. Romagnoli that was goes bullshit. That was bullshit. That was bullshit. He fell. He made it look good, and then what actually pissed me off. I'm sure that all of you guys be celebrating. Which kind of pissed me off a lot. Yeah, it was bull- I was bullshit. That was that was a, that wasn't. A, I was actually at Milan Club Toronto watching that, and it was it was freaking. It was a beautiful challenge. He got the ball. It wasn't. And then the, the fact that they have VAR. I mean, you just know that someone else is making the calls. Yeah, it's useless VAR. We saw the pictures on Twitter. If you can actually see the difference on Twitter that he touched the ball, and you got those morons in the box over there who are looking at videos and they're going like, you know every second and then they can't tell the difference i think those guys are absolutely garbage i'm not yeah, sure they're morons i'm not sure they're more i think i think they're freaking paid off i think it's what it is i don't think they're yeah, yeah, listen that probably that too i wouldn't I think, and it has to be said ever since that Muntari go on 2012 we Milan have not gotten the benefit of calls and especially in big matches it has to be hardly said. hardly, hardly. At, all, at all Muntari. um oh it's oh penalty for torino Rigore. Oh yeah. Only for Torino. Oh, I want to say outside of Serie A, uh, breaking news Sane is going to Bayern Munich. Yeah, I saw that. Sane. I oh, it's official it. now. Yeah, well, yeah. It, was, it was from uh, Fabrizio Romano. Yeah. And they got Kuasi too. Well, Bayern Munich. Yeah, here we go. I, I think next I all, he, he gave the here we go. Uh, yeah, yeah I he think gave Bayern. the here we go. Yeah. He, you see the Oshiman from uh, Ligon is going to, to Napoli. Napoli. He's going to go Napoli. vacation in Napoli for a couple of days to see if yeah, he likes to Yeah, he's going to vacation if he likes to. Oh, that's going to be beautiful. He's going to go to pizzeria and he's like, oh, Oshi, Oshi, come here, mangia la pizza. Let's go. Oh, 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 Immobile is suspended against Milan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Immobile is suspended. He's got a yellow card for arguing. No, but we got, wait, no, there's several games before that. Uh, what do you mean? We played on Saturday. No, that was that was their next. Sorry, that was their league match. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, wow, you know, no way. That's insane. But okay, Belotti. I think he's gonna miss personally. Yeah, going up. I no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's true that Immobile is not playing Saturday. Yeah, he's, he just got suspended. He just he just got a yellow card. So he wow. no, it's, it's God, true. That's true. That is massive for us. That's big live for on, us. Live on the podcast. It's not good for Juve, though, because now Juve are going to win the league. I still think Juve is going to win the league. Nah, they were going to win yeah. anyway. Yeah. So was there, was there ever really, like, any, like, doubt, like, no. If the break did not happen, I think Lazio would have won the exactly. league. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they also extended it a week later, so Juve can just, like, win another game and then be sat pretty at first place. I know. Isn't that hilarious? Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
No, yeah, but we'll until look. you until you put out a team that on paper is as good as Juve, I don't think there are going to be any. Yeah, and then uh, Mia and I, on Mia and I, they just tweeted Immobile's been booked and will miss Lazio's game against Milan. So that means we're going to have to play against Correa and Caicedo. Caicedo. Uh, These guys are still dangerous guys. Yeah, they are. But oh, you know, yeah. I don't care. I just want to collect the maximum points. Like, hey, I'm happy that a guy who scored well up to date 28 league goals, 29, 28. Yeah. 28. I'm happy that we're not going against him. Like, I'm sure Kiair and Romagnoli were, like, probably watching this game right now, and they laughed. Yeah. They laughed when Immobile got that yellow card. Oh, for sure. Well, for sure. They're probably thinking, oh, my God, my life just got a lot easier on Saturday. Well, yeah, I mean, well, uh, he, uh, I think Lazio's is still tough. The, the way they play is tough. The, the problem, oh, of course. I'm so jealous of a team like Lazio because – They've had so much continuity. Uh, continuity, sorry, continuity. Con- they had so much. They had so much continuity over the past couple of years, and this is why they're so good. They have the same coach. They've kept most of their players, and they they add. They have a project, and they add to it when they need it. And they have the same coach putting his philosophy in. And they had a couple bad seasons. I think they finished. I think last season they finished like eighth or something, right? Last year, yeah. great. Finished behind us, and now look at them. They were able in the summer when Milinkovic Savic. Everybody wanted them. They kept them. Good player. They got Correa on the low. Immobile is Immobile. And then they added guys like Johnny and... Um, uh, Lazzadi has been really good for them. Lazzadi has been their acquisition, like, like their best acquisition in like, time. What are we, like, what are we doing wrong? I guess we can talk about that. What the hell are we doing wrong? You guys, because we get a new project every season. Lazio doesn't have more money than us. They're not rich. They don't have a lot of money. So what are they, we wasted our money? We wasted our money during the Fasone Mira Belly era. They set us back another two years. We right. would have, we would have been, we would have been in that spot of the the higher, like the Atalanta area, if the Fasone Mira Belly era went the way it properly should have. We would have yeah. been fifth, fighting for fourth, maybe fourth. Just you know what I mean? We would have yeah. been there by now, but it literally reset us another two years, right. which we literally couldn't have afforded. But you know, here we are. Did we spend two hundred fifty million? Right? Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. That was insane. We, they, you, no one, you can't just spend two hundred fifty million hey, and then spend it on good guys. Like that rule that five yellow cards equals a, a suspension. I think it's stupid a bit, to be honest. I, that uh, man, has its benefits. What do you think? Uh, it just tells play. It basically do. It's like the exact same thing as to how they. Uh, like I don't know if you guys are aware with it. Like how they start uh, officiating NBA games. Like they just yeah. want as little. Um, yeah. Uh, like basically, like potential of like a scrap or anything. They they just want to minimize all the injuries because at the end of the day, it's all about money. Yeah, and you, you say for example, you get a yellow card, you go in for a brutal challenge, you get a yellow, whatever, yellow card, red card, and you injure a top guy. Like there are so many repercussions for that, but not just from that team; it's from the whole league. I know, but the issue is that there's so many cheap yellows that come out. Like, like, like for example, I mean, I mean, I think it, I don't think it was cheap. I think it was paid off. But the first leg against Juve for us, we had three guys get all they all got cheap yellows to get suspended mm-hmm. for the second leg, and. It's, like I wish, you, I wish there was, like for VAR, you can't go for yellows, right? Just for reds, like if you give a yellow, you can't. Well, that yeah. stupid rule. So Zlatan got a yellow, 2011, and then he goes to PSG for all those years. LA Galaxy comes back, gets another oh yellow. Oh my god, that was so, that was so bad. Yeah, like, 
come on, that, like a rule like that needs to be changed. You, you got know? a yellow card in 2011? Nine yeah. years later. Nine years later. It carries over to 2020. It's I have a rule like that it's existing and it's just ruining, like, just how games are being, you know, played out. Because if we had Zlatan against Juve, who knows what would have happened? Maybe no red card, right? And then the game would have been different. I mean, we, we played better than Juve without Zlatan, and we played and and we played with ten men for both games for half the game for both games. We played better than them. So I don't know. Again, like I said, obviously Milan, there's a lot of things wrong. The projects, new projects every year, and that's my thing. Like you, you bring in Pioli, right? And it's like, okay, new project with Ragnik, and then what? When he fails, new project next next summer, new project with who? Uh, with uh, with Spalletti. No, you just go support Monza after. Ah, uh, Monza's isn't Monza coming to City? They're on their way to City A, no? They're gonna they're gonna City A B. This yeah, year. but I think they're gonna go to City A next year. I think they're gonna. They will. They they're they're way too professional for a City A G team. They have Berlusconi, who who's the you know, most winningest president of all time. Yeah, yeah, he is. They have Galliani, who knows what he's doing. They have a good they have a good coach in Barocchi as well. Barocchi's a good coach, especially for City A G. Like, yeah, he was a steal. He just went there as a personal favor for the two yeah, guys that basically yeah. launched his career. He grew his hair out. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be nice because, uh, you know, that'll, uh, Milan will send down Maldini. Yeah. He'll get some, he'll get some minutes on the City of B team. And awesome. he knows that Berlusconi is going to treat him like the godchild. I'm not sure it's going to happen. I mean, it sounds good. Like, it, it sounds – that's what they should do. But, like – yeah, that pissed me off when Maldini didn't get in against Lecce. That pissed me off. Yeah, he was needed in there. He, he should have got it. 4-1. It was 4-1. Yeah. Just the kid like, yeah, we were talking about it last week. How, like, they just, like, you're up that amount. Just throw some guys in. Get you have, what, five? Yeah, five substitutions. Yeah, isn't it hilarious that Colombo came on for, like, two minutes against Juve? Against Juve. He didn't even touch the ball, and he gets a contract extension. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, but like I don't know why PLD then puts on Lucas Bia against Lecce. Like, yeah, yeah. Lucas Bia might be one of Milan's worst transfers of all time. Like um, he, yeah, like I understand why they bought him. You know, no, they're trying to get a leader in the midfield yeah. to like uh, to he's basically old, like have Kessie under his wing and have all those guys under his wing, but like it didn't work out. So injured though, like he was so injury prone. He did. Yeah. He did. I remember his first game back against Spal when he hit that beautiful free kick. That was a beautiful. That was oh, beautiful. weak foot too with his left. That I was, remember watching that game at my university residence, and I was like, "Why? Why? Just why? Why are you lining up on your left foot?" And, and he, he scored, and no, I was like, "Wow!" Wait, I like choked on my pasta. Wait, was it? Watching that game. I think it was Empoli, wasn't it? Empoli or Spa, one of the two. Empoli, yeah, yeah, you know why? Because he tied one-one after getting twenty-five shots on net. I remember the match. Uh, it was during, I was at school watching it. I remember that. So no, yeah. I'm sure. That, I, I think they won that game two nothing. Yeah, I think we won two-one. Yeah, two-one or two nothing. No, I think it was against Spa. Let me just go. Uh, oh no! Wait, no, I don't remember this game. Wait, uh, it, we'll look it up. We'll look up. Uh, yeah, was it? Yeah, against Spal, Bia scored when Cutrone scored two as well. It was like four one or four nothing or something. Is that what you're talking about? Let, let, let's go take a deep dive into the archives. I like looking at the archives because it's so bad. We're just so bad. <laughs> the, the the kids watching calcio now or football in general, they don't 
they don't consider Milan. Like, if you ask a kid, like, playing soccer on the street, like, who are the top five teams, like, top ten teams in the world, right? They'd be like, oh, like, Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus. Uh, uh, yes, it was the, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the 4 nothing victory, February yeah, 10th, 2019. Cotona scored two, and, sure. and uh, I think Bora Bora Borini scored as well. Um, no, it wasn't. What do you mean? Curl the ball. No, that wasn't the game. Because this okay, will well, be a score. Yeah, look, Lucas Bida scored two free kicks for us. One was against Empoli, and, and the other one was no, no, not against Empoli. He scored. A, he scored that goal. He scored a goal against Empoli with his left foot top corner. Um, but his other goal was uh, it was a Hellas Verona free kick. He scored, which he won two one. Okay. okay, then I'm talking about the one he scored against Empoli, the one where he weak foot put it that foot. top left corner. Yeah, the left foot. Yeah, top corner. We tied. We uh, tied that game one one. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought it was Spad. Yeah, that was a discovery. Oh, okay. Zlatan Ibrahimovic today and will be called for the spell match, according to Thomas Rofi. Milan, he's Milan new. Oh, oh, Antonio Vitiello. Asporto Twitter and Grupo Sara and will be called against Spal. Um, okay. So Let's see if uh, we get our whisper I'm sure what? it's not just us. I'm sure so many Milan fans just want to see him on that he said that uh, whatever um, four two three four two three one a couple changes uh, Calabria. Yeah, Piotti was saying he's gonna make a big. Yeah. So, big so Calabria for Conti, that's a downgrade automatically. Uh, Calabria is playing. Oh, Luis Alberto, and oh my God, Immobile, that was awful. Immobile, he had to score that. Um, Luis Alberto is so good. Like, why don't why can't we get a player like that? Uh, Milan doesn't want any Spanish or Brazilian midfielders. Like those, they're those are the creators typically. Like, I know. You think that, yeah. like, it's like the fantasy, the fantasy. Yeah. Um, they're the jollies. They're the cracks. The yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so and it says that so uh, and Paqueta for Boraventura. I think Boraventura is kind of finished. They're going to be honest. No, like I, I remember, I was just reading Milan Twitter that day. And a lot of people were saying, I hate admitting it. Like, it, yeah, it I don't, hurts I don't me like to say either, this. I love, I have two Bonaventura jerseys. Like, I love the guy, but I think he's kind of, it's just kind of like his hairline as well. His hairline's going, and so is. Uh, he's turning you know, into a negative. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, again, Bonaventura, he's leaving basically for sure, right? Like, he's going somewhere else. I think he'd be a class player for a Torino or something. Like, he'd be really good for them. Even you know what? I'd like him to go back to Atalanta. Go back there, play there, be a be a, a utility guy there. You know, he'd be. I feel like he'd be good, like playing with like Pas, like where Pasalic plays or something like that. Yeah, isn't another player Pasalic who was decent for Milan? But like, he yeah, was good. we didn't friggin' we had the hey, he's, he scored the he scored the the penalty penalty shot, the game winning one. Um, yeah, that, that gave us a title for us. Yeah, exactly. But and it looked like uh, Pioli. Well, Antonio Vitello says that he could, he could uh, put Salamakers in for Castillejo. I, honestly, I, I'd give, I give Salamakers a chance. Give him the first half. If he's garbage, put Castillo in. No problem. I just saw like okay. Then again, like I'm just telling like everyone listening to this podcast. I didn't watch until like the 75th minute, but I read that as soon as that double substitution came in with Paqueta and Salamakers. I was done, like, the game completely changed. Yeah. So, like, I think Salamakers, if, like, if what I read was true, I think he deserves a shot at that, like, right midfielder role. 
Yeah. And he'll probably tuck back in a little more defensively because like he'll be out of role on paper. Um, but yeah, yeah it'd be nice to see what can happen. The few times Salamakers went in was at right back. I just don't think he's a right back. He I don't think he's a I don't think he's a natural right uh, back at all. Yeah, he's like um he's like a modern day wing back midfield yeah. right midfielder. Honestly, for three million, it's not again like we said, it's not risky at all to keep yeah. him around. He's kind and, of like a yeah, he's an out of position guy, like how Lock, Salah, and like Hakimi are. Like you don't really have a position for them. Like they're not defenders, depth, they're not wingers. It's good depth so, to have. He's still a young. He's young too. He's super yeah, exactly. young. So guys, I just I'm hearing some news right now. Zlatan's being called up for the game tomorrow. Hey, hey, Mark, hey we just said that. Oh, my, my apologies, guys. Yeah, my, what the heck? We were just talking about one that. second. That's what happens. I miss so much. What the heck is going on over there? Are you drunk or what? We just <laughs> talked about that. Uh, yeah, but no, I have to say, just seeing that right now, I'm like, that's a good sign. Like we spoke about before, even if he gets 20, 30 minutes, I think that's going to be good. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I mean, it also depends on what the game's like, right? Like, it depends on what happens. If it's 0-0, zero, zero, you got to put him in early. If it's like two nothing, like already in the sixty fifth minute or something like that, like I, I would, I would see why, like, Bobby would like risk, not risk. I feel like it's still good to put him in even for twenty minutes just to get like some time, you know. Oh crap! Okay, so this uh, football Karim on Twitter, really good account. He posted like oh, very good account. I love his comps. Tweeted, oh my god! Basically, almost half of Lazio's third eleven right now are on four yellow cards. Yes. I remember last game I was watching it. Uh, the commentator did say that a lot of guys could miss the game Saturday. If Luis Alberto gets booked, he's he misses. If a wow. gets booked, he misses. If Caicedo gets booked, he misses. If it's if it, and if Lazzari gets booked, he misses. Uh, okay, I don't know why I'm not watching this and sharing for Torino and all the yellow wow, cards in the world. This game, oh, I want early. I already got one. I mean, it'd be nice if like a Cherby did because Cherby's good. So a Cherby. Oh, Parolo, that yellow card. It looks like he got him. Give the whole team yellow cards. Like you'd have to think if Lazio lose this game, like how demoralized they would be. Done. They're done. Like it's good night. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's still yeah. Juventus. What we've seen in the past was it eight years. That team is just like the individual players that they have on it's just, paper. Just on great. paper, it's just a team that deserves to be up there with the greatest like football squads like, yeah. of the last yeah. decade. Right. Unless unless Juve dropped the points today against Genoa. Nah, I don't think so. Genoa suck. I've seen the past couple of games from Genoa. They just look lost out there. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they don't really have – I mean, they don't really have – they have Iago Falque and Antonio Sanabria and Pinamonti, but they tied Brescia 2-2. Uh, yeah, no, like after after Gasperini left that identity Genoa owned, like if it, it went out the window. They have Davide, Nic- Davide Nicola right now. He's the coach. I feel like a team like Genoa is like a revolving door of coaches, literally. Like they have at least two coaches per year. Yeah, like right. It's Obelotti. Oh, get, get a yellow. Get a yellow. Get a yellow. Get a yellow. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So imagine. Yeah. You know what, though? Like, uh, like we said earlier, we, when we played Lazio last year and Korea scored nice minute, we had a whole team like suspended and hurt. Yeah, exactly. We were playing our Best of B teams. That day. I remember that. So you know what? Trying to repay the. Oh God. Oh yeah. So imagine like he's like all at, like literally they're all at risk. Alberto, Acerbi, Caicedo, Lazzari. That's crazy. 
Question: you guys, Would you guys keep uh, Klunich on the team or just get rid yeah, of? Good depth. You gotta I have. You gotta have some depth. He's a, he's a good player. He's a decent player. Yeah, yeah. Just in case, like, just in case Kessie gets injured for whatever reason, you got Klunich just in case. If he even comes in for a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, but I think even last week we mentioned like Laxal, get rid of him, Belia, those type of guys. We don't need those guys. Well, I mean, it's a lot of dead weight, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. see, like the thing is, like, I'm, like, I'm sure, like, when I'm saying this, like, I'm also like saying this on behalf of like many fans that are sharing the same opinion. Um, it's like Kroonich is still looked on like as a prospect. It's like you can see like there is some potential, but like you don't really know until like you actually put him in a game, put him in a couple games, and see what yeah. it's like against with Empoli. He didn't. He was pretty good. He was good. He scored goals. He could score a goal. Like that's what we need. We need a midfielder who's like a little bit dangerous around the ball. Like in, or, in around. What the did he end up having? An eight and six or six and eight by the end of the season? Something like that. Exactly. So like, you need you need guys like like like. Problem with Cassie and Cassie's been absolutely fantastic to see. Uh, he, he can't score. Oh, he wants to a breakaway. Immobile. Immobile. He missed. Oh my God. Crossbar up top. Oh, thank God I don't have him as my captain for Fanta Couch. That's so bad. I think I have Immobile too. Fanta Couch. That's a good ball from Milinkovic. Like the way Lazio plays, man, it's just so open. Like I wish we did that. Like well, I was just saying, guys. Like I was watching Atalanta versus um, what was it over the weekend? Um, Lazio. Um, no, no, they played uh, Udinese, Miri. Udinese, yes. Let me just tell you how they were playing, which is unreal. They were down, you know, Lasagna had two nice goals. Lasagna scored at the end, though. It was already over. But let me just say, Muriel coming off. Oh, did he start? Let me actually. I don't know uh, if he started. Yeah, I know. He started. He started he that. Start. Muriel was, was gross. He was so good. Yeah, no, Muriel came on. Uh, Muriel came off the bench that game. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, because his his two goals, he actually could have had a third too, a volley outside of the box. I don't oh, think yeah. I don't think I've seen a player score two nicer goals than what he scored in one game. Oh, but yeah, the way that they were playing Zapata, that first goal, that Gomez over the chip ball to Zapata, he settled it perfectly, and then just boom, turned and scored. Oh, look at Lazio, man, the way they're playing right now, Milinkovic, like like they. They'll they'll find a way to get back into this game because they know how to score goals. Like with Milan, we don't know how to score goals. <laughs> so like even like on Rebic's goal against Roma, did you see how long it took us to score? Cassie did oh. a scissor kick, good save. Rebic has a wide open net, shoots it right at Mirante or whatever. I think it was small and who blocked it, and then he takes another shot and he almost missed. He almost put it too high. Yeah, it was like I was watching like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Finally, like, come on, you got to score. And then, uh, honestly, I thought it was gonna snow the next day. Um, I thought it was gonna snow the next day because Milan got a rigore. But I think that was, I think that was rigore giusto. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mike, are you still alive over there or what? Yeah, I know. I'm flipping back and forth. I was just checking the stuff with the Lazio stuff. Oh, oh, what's going on? What do you think about all this? I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see. I think Lazio's gonna. I think the Lazio game on Saturday is gonna be like the big indicator because if, if we can beat them, whether they're all suspended or not, it's gonna be a real bo- big boost and like motivator for us. And we'll be going into the next games high, like high confidence. But you know, if we've already struggled with Lazio and stuff, then like you know, the whole morale flips, right? Because then you still have to. You're like, oh shit, we still have to play Juve and Napoli, right? So yeah, I feel like that Lazio game is a good indicator and jump starter for attacking the rest of the games that are left. 
Yeah. Oh, so we'll uh, see. said that uh, Romagnoli's at risk tomorrow. He's got four yellow cards, Romagnoli. Oh, that's not good, then. Oh. So what? So if he gets suspended, it's going to be a Kier Gabia pairing? Oh, 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 oh. Hey, do you guys think, I mean, I, do we like a, I I don't think we've seen like really enough to make like a, a yeah. valid opinion on him. He had a couple of decent appearances though. When like he did play. the Copa Italia matches. He did well when he came on. Yeah, uh, yeah but you you have to admit you have to admit though. Obviously, you're not professional, but as a defender, it's tough to get subbed into a game. It's tough. Oh yeah, you're not you're not physically like mentally prepared. You know what I mean? Like you're not you're not as prepared as you as you should be. Oh, you know absolutely I mean? not. Like, especially when a guy gets hurt and you have to get up and run around for two minutes and then go in. You know what I mean? Like, very quick. You have to – it's hard to settle in. Um, so, like, you just kind of – like, when you play – for that, that's why you rarely see a center back get subbed out. They usually play 90 minutes all the time, right? So Exactly. Yeah, you only see him being subbed, subbed in, like, yeah. for parking the bus in, like, the 85th-plus minute. Yeah. So, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll end off with one last thing and we'll end off. We'll go with some score predictions. So tomorrow against Spal, we'll go with the, let's go with the predictions. See who gets uh, who gets it right. You can go with the score and then maybe a couple goal scorers for either team. Uh, Mike, go ahead first. Um, I say Milan win two one, and I say Rebic continues his form. And I'm gonna go on a limb with this one, and I'm also gonna say Teo scores as well. So two one Milan tomorrow. That's at least I hope, but yeah. The two best players. Uh, what a bold prediction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, I would say, go with Mike. I would say two goals. I see two nothing, though, but two goals from Rebic. I think that guy's going to have a good game tomorrow. Two nothing? Two goals from Rebic. Yeah, I have a feeling. We'll see, though. We'll see. Okay. Um, hmm. Umbi, go ahead. Well, okay. I, you guys already said two one, two nothing. I'm gonna be a little bit more on the optimistic side. I think it's gonna be a three nothing match. Wow. Okay. Uh, like, I, I like I'm that. Like they played, they turned on. Uh, like they turned on their engine. Like against Roma, the last 15 minutes when it mattered most. I think Spada is a team that you treat the exact same way like Lecce. Like you score, try and score early if you can. Then like afterwards, when they're all peppered out, you just. Throw a couple more goals in there. And I think Lucas Paqueta starts from the first minute. I think he gets a goal and an assist to a layout goal. Are you crazy? Paqueta's too slow to score. He's too slow. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Yeah, when, he, when, he, when he gets if the he's ball. Playing, if he's playing in his position, if, if he's playing right behind the... When, when he gets the ball, it's like slow motion. It's actually slow motion. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think defenders like just because of like his identity. I think when he gets the ball in like in the like offensive area, I think like people look at him and say, "Shit, what's we'll he?" Oh, yellow so, card, guys. Like, what's he oh my god, Caicedo's missing the next one. who's starting at striker for Lazio? Wow, this is unbelievable. Oh my god, he pulled his jersey, yellow card. So they don't have Immobile or Caicedo. Gonna be why crazy. why are they so why are they like self like self imploded at this? Why? This is great news for us guys. Sadly, this is so bench. Like who okay, yeah, there's two yellow cards and now we just need Alberto. Uh, they'll probably play one they'll probably play Alberto right behind like the striker that they're gonna start. And Ooh, they'll probably oh, yeah. Play, yeah. 
even though that's like really not his position. Yeah, but he's like he's like not a punta punta in the slightest. Absolutely you know? not. Like, like not it, in the slightest. Not in the largest. That's an advantage us for sure. Oh, huge! Like, yeah, he's quick and everything, but you know what? Like you put if he he's obviously going to drift wide, right? And then tail has the pace to to, to, be, to be there, right? I'm just looking at their bench. Like, okay, well, like now that we like seen all these yellow cards and all these suspensions, uh, going back to the like winnable games, like, do you consider Lazio a winnable game now? Like, uh, not winnable. Yeah. Do you consider it like three points? Like, has it have to uh, get the got that I game? Mean, I'm not. I think a draw. I think if we like a draw wouldn't be a negative result if we did got one. Um, I don't know because like I think a draw could only occur if Milan doesn't score. What? Well, that's why I never. I don't have any confidence because we can't score. That's <laughs> like we have issues scoring. We, I, I think Lecce has more goals. No, impossible. Uh, it might be the same. Want to go look? Ready? Watch this. Milan, thirty-four goals. Lecce, thirty-five goals. Oh my god, they have wow. more goals than us. Like, see, so we don't score. We don't score yeah, goals. <laughs> Six of those thirty-four came in the last two games. Exactly. So how embarrassing is that? And look, so I'll tell you who has – I'll tell you the only teams that have less goals than us, okay? Spal, their last – Brescia, their second last place. Sampdoria, their one point of relegation. Genoa's one point of relegation and they Man, have – Sampdoria is one point from relegation. Yeah, so is Genoa. That, that hurts my heart, man. I remember watching Cassano and Pazzini just boss that team. The both sides in Genova are, are bad right now. Udinese – Udinese have 23 goals. They scored 20. They don't score a goal a game. Uh, man, well, man, they it was all Di Natale for them. Like, you look, like, look at Cagliari. Like, they have 13 more goals. Than I, I'd honestly argue they have a more dangerous team than no, we. No, well, because Cagliari started off hot. They had Pedro, Nangolan, Giovanni yeah. Simeone. Yeah, they were yeah, all connected. I have 80 goals. We have 34. Wow. <laughs> hey, that's what they beat us. 5 nothing. Oh, my God. Like, that's actually so like, – even Parma has more goals than us. Well, I guess it just shows that where we are, seventh place. You know, no, 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 but we're, we're not bad defensively. Defensively, we're the best. That. It's just midfield and going forward, scoring. No, no we're not bad defensively. We've only conceded 35. We haven't conceded that many goals. Like all those teams like Lecce, they've conceded 64. I'm just yeah, big difference. I see that's the thing with us. I love our defense. It shows during games that we can defend well. We can defend yeah. well. We have done if, the last night. Yeah, defense. if we have to defend, like Milan can go into a game and like not concede a goal. Yeah, like I, I'm confident in Roman, especially Romagnoli and and Kier with Donnarumma. I'm actually really cheering for an Achad yellow card right now. I don't know why. I am actually cheering for. Like, I want Belotti to come in and beat him and then get a yellow. I, <laughs> a chair to be out is the probably the, one of the biggest losses. That's their number one center back. I think that's the biggest, yeah. I mean, Alberto, too, he's a creator. He gets a yellow card. If, if he gets a yellow card, that it's that team. He's kind of a hothead, too. So he gets mad. He's a bit but of a hothead. Just think about it. Rebic against a Cherby. Like, a Cherby's going to win all those balls. Well, I mean, if we do long ball FC, like Mike said, then yeah. yeah. But you have to keep it on the ground. But we, oh, Immobile. Oh. Um, but yeah, like it just depends on how we play. We can't, the long balls won't work unless they do the space. Because like Rebic can beat a guy with pace. He can, it's true. But he's a very direct player. But I, I, have, I have actually enjoyed Rafael Leao when he came on. I feel like he should get more of a look. Yeah, I've noticed. Uh, I don't know if you guys have, but just like watching teams lately with three man defenses, and long balls don't really work against them. 
Belotti. Oh, that was a beautiful. T- Belotti, yo, Belotti's so good. I want Belotti. To do that long ball is a bit difficult, especially against with us. It doesn't work out either way. But um, yeah, sometimes you usually see that. Like a team like sometimes Antalanta, if you do three in the back or uh, Lazio. It's so hard to go with, with wow. three guys at the back, with three guys that never like move from their central positions and you got the wing backs coming in for support. So hard to beat them on aerial duels and on long balls. Like Andrew does three in the back. Lazio sometimes do it. It's actually crazy how many how many holes Lazio open up with their with their with where they play the ball. You and then you watch Milan. It's like watching Shinny like pick up. <laughs> like, well, no, actually, Pioli Pioli ball is like Pep Guardiola prime, but yeah, because they're both bald, huh? Uh, that's yeah, the only, that's the only correlation I see. Bald fraud, but, but the bald fraud. Um, I remember there was like an Irish newspaper that actually like posted an article. Is Pep Guardiola a bald fraud? They actually said, <laughs> "Of course, of course." And like, why would I expect that only in England? Uh, it, was in, it was in Ireland, I think. Ireland, there's an oh, Ireland. Ireland, England, UK, whatever. Yeah. So look, yeah, I was tweeting like freaking Caicedo missed the game. What missed the game? Everyone's like, yep, next. A champion, Luis Alberto. Go. Go. Belotti. No. Oh, I wish we would have tackled there. No, I got the ball. Belotti's first. But yeah, no, I think, listen, guys, we got a lot to talk about in the future because we got big fixtures coming up. But uh, the next two days, tomorrow, Saturday, massive. So. We'll see what happens. I think. Okay, here one more question before we end off. Okay, hey, what? Yeah, one word. You only have one word to describe Hakan Chanoglu potential contract renewal. One word. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say my one word. My opinion, top. That's my word. Top. <laughs> top. Oh uh, man, I would say. Uh, Nightmare. That's it. What? Oh, okay. Mike? Don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with Mike. Me and Mike, I, something with Pakita, I can't stand. Channel logo, I can't stand. I want those guys out. I'll be honest. But... <laughs> For me, it's top. Oh, Inkul- oh, my God. Inkulu just totally – wow. He- Inkulu actually grabbed Immobile's shirt, and he went down. And Immobile had a breakaway, and they called it against Immobile. Yeah, like- that was not a foul. Like, how could you be like? I I saw that from the, on the TV here. Like, how could you not see that? Well, it's like Gabia, the penalty against Lecce. Like the guy, that wasn't even that wasn't even that close. The guy like fell into him. Like that was like I I don't know how that was such a terrible call. Yeah, but it's Milan. That's what happens. Anything that's 50-50, we're always in the loop. Hey, 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 hey. But did you see that recent uh, tweet by that Juve fan that in the last 10 years, Milan have gotten, have been awarded the most penalties? Oh, we had, no, no. We're like fourth or something, I think. Uh, in the last 10 years, it's Milan, man. Milan pay the refs. Uh, yeah, according know. to you, according to you, yeah, offense, the refs. I, I, I don't check their calculations. They're always, their calculations are always wrong, anyways, because they always plus two everything. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know what? Paying the refs, not paying the refs. You know, if that brings in titles, that brings in players. You know what? So what? Honestly, no, dude. But I don't. I don't think that's okay. Tell me something. 
We have not led City A in penalties in the last five years, guaranteed. And that's half a decade. So how many penalties could we possibly have gotten in the first? I don't think that's a true stat. That we got the most penalties because the last three years, have you gotten a total of eight? In the last three years. Uh, in, the, in the last five years, I think Milan still outpaces Juve. No, no way. I, I don't believe it. Not. I don't believe it. I, I'm like, I think we'll bring in the stats for the I think next like podcast. 95% certain. Mike's going to bring the stats, guys. We'll find okay, out. Okay, good. We, got, we have a stats guy for next time. Perfect. Yeah, we have a stats guy. Okay, we'll end it off here. You know, we always kind of aim for 40 minutes, but you know what? Not, not what, even a this, what did this one go to? Uh, over an hour. It's not even a point. Oh, my God. It's the exact same as last. See, because the thing is, like, we, we talk about one thing, and that just branches off yeah, to of so course. many more things. Well, I mean, in a podcast, you have that fun, right? You don't want to be all like, exactly. you, don't to, you don't want to be all strict and everything. You just kind of want to be. No loose. one listens to structured podcasts. No, it's, it's boring. You want to hear that's, guys. Yeah, that's why Joe Rogan got his huge contract uh, yeah, great, from yeah. Spotify. You want to hear guys have personality too. You don't want to have like, okay, we're going to oh, talk he, about two minutes. You don't want to hear robots. No, it's too boring after. You need some like. Uh, Pizzazz, like, I guess. Isn't, this you, isn't the New York Times podcast. So this isn't the World Health Organization podcast. This, yeah, is, this is a bunch of buddies just like teaming up and talking about the soccer game they just watched and, and give their personal yeah, things. We lost. Yeah. Um, if there was a show during me, like actually watching the game, the Milan. Oh, game, oh I would, man, I would, would be insane, guys. Like, all the spasms. I mean, the, what the? Realistically, if we. All are set like in the same at the same time, and we did this and we did it live. We can really do a watch along live, and it'd be absolutely hilarious. Oh, it's uh, gonna be hilarious. That would uh, be honestly. I think no, that's on the bucket list for this summer before the season ends. Yeah, we'll go. I, I, I don't know if I want to actually. No, I maybe against like a U bear, so that'd be funny because then every every time the ref uh rigs the game, you just kind of talk about You're it. Right? We break down. It's gonna the, be uh, yeah, the casual the casual U bear met the chance just like uh every five minutes. Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, yeah, we'll organize something for next time, guys. We'll we'll figure it out. For sure. <sighs> okay. Go ahead. You know what? We'll do uh, another one soon, and we'll look forward to these next games coming up. And like always, Forza Milan, thank you guys for everything. And uh, Forza Milan, Juve Merda. Yep. Yeah. Uh, close. Yeah, so, guys, you know, for those who listened, uh, oh, Milinkovic Savage almost scored. Um, for those who listening today, thank you so much for listening. And um, again, anything you guys want to hear us talk about or anything like that, don't be afraid to send us a DM, send us a tweet, whatever. Um, we're open. Again, we're not trying to be like all structured and boring and stuff like that. We just want to. Yeah, chat. no, that would, that'd be cool if like we get if we get questions from the fans, like we could like that could actually be like a segment. Like that's what uh, we used to do. What we used to do a couple of years ago. Um, that's but nice. yeah, like get, it, get their interactions. Yeah. Like if like we're missing out on something, like I'd rather like someone listening to the podcast tell us rather than someone just like that uh, that doesn't listen to us. Like yo, be a household right, name. Exactly. So, guys, thank you so much for listening, and of course, you know, subscribe to us, drop a like, uh, sub to us on Apple. We're on, we're everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, basically anything you have, computer, phone, you can listen to the podcast. So we made it accessible for everybody. So. Thanks for listening, guys. And again, we're going to try to make it weekly. So we'll be back next week, midweek sometime. Maybe after the last – I mean, we have two games. So we'll have two games to chat about next week. We'll have uh, – Of course. Maybe we'll do – Oh, that'll be a long – that'll be a long podcast. I'm planning on doing uh, – I think the fans would probably like that too. 
uh, after like so the, the day before the Juve game. Uh, maybe we can even do like right after the Juve game. So that's three yeah. games. Well, that's three games to talk about. So okay, guys, thanks for coming in. It was always fun. Uh, we're gonna start the broadcast now. So thanks for listening, right. guys. We'll Ciao, guys. Grazie. Yeah, ciao. Grazie. Ciao. Yeah.